Welcome to day two of Word Alive. Let's bow down hands for our prayer. Marco le classo kletelelegato sapradiza en kefeleto brakis chocolodobo sita mangeleto labada sita. You're praying tonight that Lord, as I feast on your word, let everything that needs to be recreated be created in my life. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over the atmosphere. I decree that my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive to receive the word. In the name of Jesus, le Sakatele kloson tole gada eleto la babai keta likrasoto lolo bobon dekletaria rekatolo lobobo wikala baba raba sotelele geto zaba enkelele le bado setea rababa koreba sotelele bea mande de bo shita in the name of Jesus we have prayed amen day two of word alive understanding the everlasting covenant. And yesterday we stopped at the point where we have established that a covenant and the testament are the same in the New Testament. And Paul uses the word diteki instead of sunteki. And that is to say that the two, a testament and a covenant are the same. We also establish that without the death of a testator, the covenant or the, the testament or the will cannot be enforced. Hallelujah. And we went through a few scriptures to establish certain truths. And today we will want to continue with that. Now, this covenant or the covenant that we are talking about, the new covenant, transcends what transcends time and yet was cut within time. How do we say transcends time? The scripture says in Revelation chapter 5, the verse number 12, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And then Revelation 13, the verse number 8, the scripture says, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So Jesus, the lamb of God, in John chapter 1 verse 29, um, John the Baptist looked at Jesus and said, Behold the lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. And that lamb, the scripture is telling us in Revelation 13, was slain from the foundations of the world. In other words, this covenant was cut long time ago in eternity past in Christ Jesus, in God in Christ Jesus, before time but was inaugurated in time upon the cross. When this happened, Jesus died. And when he died, he died not on the cross. What we saw on the cross is just a replay of what had already taken place before the foundations of the world. Hallelujah. And so the covenant transcends time, yet was cut in time. Very important. For us to understand the new covenant, we also need to understand the Abrahamic covenant. 
And that is why I took time yesterday to explain to us what the Abrahamic covenant entailed. The simple reason is this, that the new covenant is the Abrahamic covenant extended and upgraded. So you can never understand the new covenant without understanding the Abrahamic covenant. Whatever God was going to do in our day, what he did was he gave us a copy. An example is Melchizedek. When God, so when Melchizedek saw Abraham, let's look at some few scriptures that establish that. So we see under that covenant, we see under the Abrahamic covenant, we see a copy of what God was going to do in the New Testament or what we call types and shadows. So let's look at Melchizedek, an example of what took place or a copy of what will happen or the priesthood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament or in the, in the New Covenant. Genesis 14, 18 to 20, the scripture reads, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham. He blessed him and said what? Blessed be Abraham. That is to tell us that only priesthoods bless. The blessing was belonged to the priesthood. And just as the priesthood of Jesus was going to be, it was going to be a, 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 a priesthood of what? Blessing. And the scripture says, it says what? Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who was delivered, who has delivered your enemies into your hand, and he gave him a tithe of all. So God's intention was to give us an original copy, but he gave us a photocopy in Melchizedek so that we would know how the original looks like. So when we see the priesthood of Jesus, of, of Melchizedek, we are able to see the priesthood of what? Of Jesus. So the priesthood that blesses is Melchizedek um, priesthood. Is the same with Jesus' priesthood. He gave communion. And that is what the, that priesthood was, was, was supposed to be doing. To be ministering the communion. He is the priesthood that serves what? Communion. Hallelujah. And when we look at some, some of the scriptures in the New Testament, it makes us understand that Melchizedek, let's, let's look at Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1 to 3. Hebrews 7, 1 to 3. We can take in the New Living Translation if you have it. It says, for this Melchizedek, or for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, can we take in a New Living Translation? NLT. Or NIV, okay. This Melchizedek was king of Salem and priest of God, most high. He met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him. And blessed him, verse 2. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First, his name means king of righteousness. Then also king of Salem means king of peace. Verse 3. Without father or mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, like the sun, the, 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 another word used for that one, or if you, if, can, can you give me that in the ASV, if you have it in the ASV or RSV? This verse, verse 3, it says, 
without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God or assimilated unto the Son of God. That's the word. Made like unto the Son of God. Abideth a priest continually. So Melchizedek's priesthood never ends. And it is the same or it's a copy of the priesthood under the New Testament that it will never end. So if we want to understand and put the Abrahamic priesthood in contest or the Abrahamic covenant in contest, we see that there was a priest that blessed Abraham. And when he came, he says, blessed be Abraham possessor of heaven and earth. In other words, Abraham, you possess the heaven and earth. So whether God possesses heaven and earth or Abraham possessing the earth, all of them are the same. Because yesterday we saw the walk of blood, that God walked the blood, walk of blood, and Abraham also, Abraham slept, and God did it all on behalf of Abraham. So everything Abraham had became God's, and everything God had became Abraham's. So Everything, whether God was a possessor of heaven and earth or Abraham was possessor of heaven and earth, it's all the same. Abraham was the possessor of heaven and earth because whatever his covenant partner had, he had. Hallelujah. So Genesis chapter 15 from verse 1 to 3. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. Your exceeding great reward. That is what God was telling him. God was telling him that I have become your shield. Whatever will come against you and will, will, will be able to come against you, I am your shield. I will protect you. I'm your protection. I see somebody being protected tonight. I say, God says he's your shield. He's your protection. He will protect you. And he says, he's your exceeding great reward. In other words, there is no more days of vain labor. He releases for you... Reward for labor. Hallelujah. It says, but Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Instead, one born in my house is my heir. No, God said no. And he believed, the Bible says, but God told him, no, this is not the case. I will give you your own seed. And we saw that in yesterday, in Genesis 15, 6 to 13, how God walked the walk of blood with him. And then also God gave him his own. Praise the Lord. Uh, God promised him, and but God promised him by himself and the son. He threw an oath and a promise. Now Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. So all that is for God is now for Abraham. So what has happened after the work of blood? What happened after the work of blood is this. Everything Abraham had now became God's. And so all of Abraham's liabilities, God took them over. And all of God's strength was taken over by Abraham. So Abraham took on God's shield, God's protection, God's reward. God's system of doing things. And part of it was that when he met Melchizedek, he understood that God could have been the only one that protected him in Genesis 14. So the Bible says he gave a tithe of all. And the tithe is a proof that Lord, no matter what I go through, you have been the sustainer. And so anytime we release the tithe, the Bible says that when Abraham met Melchizedek, Melchizedek blessed him with bread and wine. 
And in exchange for bread and wine, Abraham also gave a tithe of all to say, I understand that I'm under the influence of the almighty God. And that is to say, in this season, this is not a season where you want to relent on your giving. This is not a season where you want to relent on whatever you do, your service for God, because as you do it for God, you are acknowledging God that he is your covenant partner. Hallelujah. He's your covenant partner. But well, well let's, let's get into it, this and see whether we benefit from this covenant or not. So all that is God is now for Abraham. Hence, when Melchizedek met him, he said what? Abraham of God, possessor of heaven and earth. It means all of the world which belongs to God is now Abraham's. He is a possessor of the cosmos. This also means that what what this also means that the promise that God has made to Abraham has come to pass, especially that he will give birth to a seed or he will have a seed. Let's see this in Galatians 3, 29. And the promise that God made, he did not make it to Abraham alone. He made it to Abraham and what? His seed. Now, and if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and as according to the promise. And we saw that that promise was what? Eternal inheritance in Christ as according to promise. Galatians 3, 7. It says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. They which are what? Of faith. And we saw yesterday that that system where we are not of the flesh but of the spirit of faith that system is that system of the spirit and that system is a system of faith know ye therefore that they which are of faith they which are of the spirit the same are the children of abraham the promise was to abraham and his seed ephesians chapter 3 verse 6 It says that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Now, it is very important for us to understand that when God cut the covenant with Abraham, it was not with the church. God's covenant was with his chosen people, the Israelites. But we were going to be grafted in. And we see that in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. I'm just reading all this so that I can tie it in quickly. So now, we have become inheritors of the cosmos. We have become what? Inheritors of the cosmos. And this is why the Apostle Paul puts it this way. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21 to 23. Because he says, Abraham, possessor of what? The cosmos. And if the promise is to Abraham and his seed, and if we be Christ, then are we Abraham's seed. If we are of faith with Abraham, then we are part of the Abrahamic stock. The scripture says, therefore, in 1 Corinthians 3, 21 to 23, it says, therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. You are a possessor of everything. 
It says, all things are yours. You possess life. You possess everything in the cosmos. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death. Those of you are afraid of death, true Kuru. Or things present or things to come. All are yours. It says, all are yours. We rule over death. Death is ours. So we eat death. Hallelujah. Life is ours. So we transmit life. In the name of Jesus. And ye are Christ. And Christ is God's. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. This is what came to us. Through the everlasting covenant. Now that we have exchanged positions in the covenant. Abraham moved to the other side. And God moved to the other side. It also means that all things are yours. But they also exchanged not just things. They exchanged weapons. God said, I'm your shield. I am your protection. In other words, I'm your defense. How did this happen? We see a type of that between David and Jonathan. When David met with Jonathan and Jonathan went to tell him that my father wanted to kill you. He said, but I want to make a covenant with you today so that when you become a king, I will be by your side. David took on the armor and the kingly priest, priest uh, the kingly um, attire of Jonathan and Jonathan took also David's shepherd clothing. They exchanged weapons as well. That is to say that I have now become your defense. Jonathan, anything that will fight you, I will fight that thing. And Jonathan also has come to that place where anything that will fight David, he will fight that thing. No doubt when Jonathan's own father wanted to kill David, he still had to sneak out and go and tell David. Because because they, they became what? Covenant partners, blood brothers, covenant partners. When Jonathan died, he says, your, your love for me was better than the love of men. Hi. He says, your love for me was better than the love of men. Hallelujah. 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 God is your exceeding great reward. God is your shield. He says, fear not. He says, fear not. Genesis 15 verse 1, he says, fear not. I minister life to you now. I want to use this opportunity to minister life to somebody that is bound by fear. Bound by the fear of Kuru and Kuruna and whatever the virus is. I declare life to you now. The Bible says, and the Lord, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision. The word of the Lord is coming to you through the media world, through the internet. Right now, it says, and he said unto Abraham, fear not. Abraham, fear not. Abraham, fear not. For I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Some of us are afraid that in case we lose our job, if the, this virus thing should coextend further than this, I say fear not. I say fear not. He has not given us a spirit of bondage again to fear, but a spirit of, of, of love and of a sovereign that we can cry, Abba, Father. I minister life to you. I say I minister life to you. I say I minister life to you. I say I minister life to you. Masoklitele kalabahayakata. I say I minister life to you. In the name of Jesus, receive life. Let fear be destroyed in your life. Let every hold of death be destroyed in your life. Let every hold of fear be destroyed in the name of Jesus. 
we have exchange places. In the exchange of places, we exchange position. All that was God became ours. We exchange weapons. All that belonged to God became ours. God became our shield. That is why he says in Psalm 91 verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. In other words, you shall be protected. Hallelujah. You abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So, and then we also see in Genesis 20, verse 2 to 8, I will not read it, verse 2 to 9, you can go and read it on yourself. We saw that account of Abraham and Abimelech. And when he prayed for Abimelech, the Bible says that we see that God take on the liability of Abraham's weakness. What was his weakness in this place? He lied. He lied. Abraham, his strength became God's strength. So when God showed up, God said, Abimelech, you leave the man's wife or I kill you. You leave the man's wife or I kill you. God took over his liability and manifested his strength to his advantage. In the covenant that Abraham went into with God, God became his advantage. I proclaim to you, God will become your advantage. Many of us, we, we think that we are disadvantaged in life. You cannot be disadvantaged when God is your advantage. I say, God is your advantage. God is your advantage. Abraham did not pray, but God showed up. Abraham did not pray, but God showed up. And when God showed up, everything was a done deal. His wife was restored to him. We also see that there is also an exchange of garments. When there is a change of position in the covenant, an exchange of robes, this means that my position now has become your position. Your position has become my position. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, in the New Testament, the scripture says, for he, for he has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made, that we might wear the robe of righteousness. Hallelujah. Isaiah 61, the verse number 10, the scripture says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord, my soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. For he has covered me with the robe of righteousness. So when there was an exchange of position, we took on the robe of righteousness. We became the righteousness of God. And not just the righteousness of God, Christ also became our righteousness. In other words, when we show up in God, Christ shows up. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. So when you walk in this clothing of righteousness, you become decked. You become clothed with the ornament of the Lord. So Christ is now my righteousness. Means that Christ is now my qualification. So where you don't qualify, you say, God, I may not be able to qualify, but Christ has qualified for me. Hallelujah. This is what it means for the exchange of position. You tell God, I may not have the qualification, but Christ has qualified for me. Hallelujah. Christ has qualified for me. It means give me what Jesus deserves. I may not be the one that is standing in the place, but because Jesus has qualified, give me what he deserves. What he deserves is mine. I'm entitled to what Christ has. What is mine is now 
Christ and what is Christ is now mine. The scripture calls it, we are joined as with the Father. We are joined as with the Father. Something also took place in that walk of blood and the change of position. There was what we call the taking on of names. What we call the taking on of names. The taking on of names. So the greater puts all his name on the lesser. That means they are now one. So listen to this. Genesis 17, 4 to 6. Genesis 17, 4 to 6. And that's why anytime we talk about covenant, we speak of marital union. When a man marries a woman, he puts his name on the woman to say, I own this woman. Your name, the greater puts their name on what? The lesser. Genesis 17, 4 to 6, the scripture is, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. So God went back into the work of blood and said, Look, I have made a covenant with you, and you shall be a father of nations. In other words, by two immutable things by which it is impossible, possible by the promise and the oath I have sworn by myself the day this word fails I also cease to be God I have made my covenant with you that you shall be a father of many nations I speak to somebody listening to me that by the word of the Lord that cannot fail that says that God is not a man that he should lie not the son of man that he should repent he says as he said it when will he not make it good I declare to you that the unfailing word of God that is coming to you right now is bringing manifestation. I told you yesterday, anytime the word is spoken, creation time is taking place. I declare to you now, anything that is not in your life, receive creation now. I say we create things now. We create things in your atmosphere. We create things in your aeon. We create things in your life. We decree and declare now in the name of Jesus as you have taken on the name of the El Elyon himself, the God, the double-breasted God, the mighty God himself, everything that belongs to God has now become yours. You cannot fail. The verse number five says, No longer shall your name be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham. Abraham. In other words, God has put his name on Abram and has now become Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. In other words, you were nothing before, but I have added my name to you. He says, I have added my name to you. And because my name is attached to you, there is nobody that has the name of the El Elyon to himself that will never prosper and be fruitful. Because anytime God asks himself, it is equal to adding his word. Anytime God spoke, in the beginning the Bible says God spoke 
and the earth became. It was not a word as in a word like you and I speaking a word. Anytime God spoke, it was God himself showing up on the scene. So anytime the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So anytime God spoke, it is his personality. So when God says, I have added my name to you, it is his personality added to a man. It means that you receive an upgrade. So Abraham that was fruitless became fruitful. Abraham that was that didn't have things working for him began to experience supernatural surge of energy and power. And the Bible says, out of you nations shall come forth. I declare tonight that nations are coming out of you. I say nations are coming out of you. I say favor is coming out of you. It says, no longer will your name be called Abram. No longer will your name be called Lack. No longer will your name be called Wanting. No longer will your name be called Beggar. No longer will your name be called the Sick. No longer will your name be called the Weak. Because the strength of God is now your strength. No longer will your name be called the Despot and the Confused. You receive direction. I say you receive direction. Covenant speaks of marital union. We take on his surname. And God's name is yod Hey Vahe. His name is yod Hey Vahe. God took the H and, and put it on Abraham. And it became Abraham. For it became Abraham. Abraham. Because God is the father of all living things, Abraham also must of necessity become a father of many. So God said, through you shall many nations. God said named himself with Abraham. In other words, God went into fellowship with Abraham. First Corinthians 1 9, the scripture says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We have come into koinonia. We have come into fellowship with the son. And to come into fellowship with the son means that everything that flows from the, from, from the tree comes to the to to what to to the branches he is the vine we are the branches therefore life that flows through christ flows through me favor that flows through christ flows through me acceptance that flows through christ flows through me divine grace that flows through christ flows through me the manifestation of the divine that flows through Christ flows through me. I have become part participator, a participator, a drinker with the God kind. I'm no more in fellowship with the ordinary. I'm not ordinary. I carry the divine. I carry the divine. The streams of the divine flows through me. Abraham was no more ordinary. The Bible says that he regarded not the, the deadness of Sarah's womb, nor the deadness of his body. Because something supernatural had happened to him. Right now, as you are listening to me, the Bible says he sent forth his word. The word healed them. The word delivered them from all their destructions. Something supernatural is entering your body right now. 
I say something supernatural is entering your system right now. I say something supernatural is entering your economic system right now. Something supernatural is entering your life right now. Something supernatural is entering your life right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, something supernatural is entering your life right now and every sickness is coming out. Pain is coming out. Every weakness is coming out. Something supernatural is being injected into your atmosphere. Your aeon is changing now. In the name of Jesus, God is faithful. He is faithful. That's his name. His name is called Faithful. He's a faithful one. If he's faithful and he has come into fellowship with you, he cannot fail. He cannot fail. He cannot fail. Not Jeremiah 31 verse 32. <laughs> so what then is this new covenant? I will introduce this and then we'll continue tomorrow. Jeremiah 31 verse 32. It is not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, saith the Lord. I told you earlier on, anytime God puts his covenant name on a man, he becomes the husband. So he became the husband of Israel. And as a husband, the scripture says, not he's making a new covenant, but not like that covenant that he made with them. He says, which my covenant they break. It was God's covenant, but they broke it. They broke it. Hallelujah. So Abraham, when he waited in that deep, deep, deep sleep, God began to speak. In the darkest of your moments, I hear God speaking to you. I said, God began to speak and began to give him prophecies. I prophesy to you right now that all the things that you are imagining in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind to see by the spirit of God, I call them into your spirit right now. Even the ones that you have forgotten, that you don't know of, that you have that you have lost memory of, right now by the prophetic word, in the name of Jesus, in the darkest of moments, God began to speak to Abraham and began to prophesy to him and began to tell him things that will come to pass concerning his generation. He says, your children shall go forth into a land. This was a man without a child but God was speaking to him that your children shall go forth into a land and for 400 years they will be in a place. This is to prove to Abraham that what I have said I will not fail. Right now soon a cleansing every word spoken concerning your life that which has been prophesied to you that which has been spoken concerning your life I see that word come alive now I said the word come alive now because his word cannot fail. Therefore, his word is coming alive in your spirit, coming alive in your business, coming alive in your family. God is not a man that he should lie. I speak the word that is coming alive now in every situation of your life in the name of Jesus. 
the word is coming alive. God began to prophesy. I'm, I pray that may your eyes be open. In the night season, may God begin to speak to you concerning things you do five years from now, concerning things you do three years from now, concerning things you do four months from now, concerning things you do, receive clarity and direction in the name of Jesus. I speak clarity for you. I speak clarity for you. I speak clarity. I speak clarity in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. John 16, 23 to 24. The scripture says, In that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. He that to have ye asked nothing in my name, ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. This is the Abrahamic covenant. And it's also the covenant of grace. When you ask, you receive. In that covenant, all things are yours. In that covenant, you exchange places and your weakness becomes the liability of your covenant partner. In this case, it's God. If you are weak, your strength is now, your, your, your weakness is now the strength of God. In, your, in the covenant, your weakness is a strength. Hallelujah. You also exchange weapons. There is also an exchange of ropes. You now take on Christ's qualification. You are surnamed with your covenant partner. The lesser takes on the name of the greater. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says, not according to the covenant that he will make with them. Then also, your covenant partner's name becomes yours. And all that the covenant partner has, you have. When God demanded Abraham's son, even though he was the only son, by covenant terms, he had to give him. Why? Because Abraham's son has become God's son. So he gave Isaac. And the scripture makes us understand that he received Isaac in a figure, in a type. Hence, in time, when the natural seed of Abraham was in need of a substitute, guess what? God also what? Gave his son. Because by covenant partnership, Abraham was supposed to give his son when God said, I need your son Isaac. And therefore, when in time, God's, Abraham's seed also needed a substitute. God also provided his only begotten son. God became responsible for the covenant whilst Jesus became responsible for the testament. 